What is going on, guys? We are officially live here in the sit-down on the Built to Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. This is the sit-down presented by Duff's Famous Wings and Underdog Fantasy. And if you're just now tuning in, do me a favor, hit that like and share button. If you're watching on Twitter, hit the retweet button, hit the follow button if you haven't already done so. And why don't you just head on over to YouTube, subscribe to us, and get involved in the action because this is a this is a questions from fans kind of show. And, of course, I've got my guy here, my co-host as always, Mr. Mafia Montage. How are we doing this weekend? Sauce God, Bills Mafia, how you doing? We're doing pretty good over here this way. And uh, like uh, Sauce God said, let's get engaged here. Get over YouTube. Give us some comments there. And uh, we'd love to interact with you. Uh, this offseason, there's a lot of recycled material. So we'd love to have comments coming, uh, questions from you guys. Uh, love to interact with you. Yeah, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of obviously repetitive stuff as we wait for things like the draft and we wait for the start of the regular season. And and that always can be a little, you know, tough to watch sometimes. So that's why we want to get a little bit of fan interaction. And we actually have plenty of fan comments already submitted uh, for tonight montage. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. So let's get that introduction kicked off. You're live here in the sit down, of course, presented by Dove's Famous Wings. Yes, we're live here in the sit-down, presented by Duff's Famous Wings, here on the Build the Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, hosted here by myself, the Sauce God, and my co-host, as always, Montage. Montage, we've got plenty of fan comments already submitted, but I want to remind everybody, Super Chat on YouTube is a real great way to get your comments seen by myself and Montage to get that question submitted because I'm going to tell you what, you want your answers, you want to be seen live here on the sit-down, we'll pin that comment for you as you just saw we did for Mama Montage. Appreciate you, by the way. She said my haircut looked very good. It was very flattering. So Mama Montage, I appreciate the heck out of that. So let's get this show started, Montage. The countdown to the 2023 NFL regular season. First game will be 193 days away. Montage, this is taking forever. Is it killing you? How do you feel over there? Yeah, I'm ready to start now. If, uh, if we could, that'd be great. The uh, XFL and USFL that's coming up doesn't quite cut it, doesn't uh, compare to the Buffalo Bills caliber of football. So we're looking for uh, a big offseason here. This is uh, the offseason we're really going to earn it. And uh, I'm really pumped to see how this team actually is going to look come spring to or come fall time when it's uh, time to uh, hit training camp. 
I think there's a lot of question marks that exist, and a lot of them are what is the Bills' Super Bowl window, and what is a Bills, what is a Super Bowl window in general? And some of those questions are some of the ones that have actually already been submitted. So, for those of you that want to know a little bit about the Bills' Super Bowl ambitions, stay tuned in. What do we think about future part uh, departing players potentially, and future players coming in? I mean, montage. You see Von Miller with his Instagram post. He's got Derrick Henry in the gym with him. It looks like you know we all we all know that Von Miller too is a, a known recruiter, right? So yeah. maybe something going on over there. What do you think about that montage? Yeah, it's fun to think about. I mean, I don't think there's a, a real good chance of seeing Derrick Henry on the Bills roster, but uh, man, it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be because we don't want it. And I think that would be cool, but uh, I think there's only so much pie to go around and to give a piece of a pie to to a guy like Henry, I think it's uh, be counterproductive for this organization as a whole. I agree with that montage. So let's get to our first question here. Uh, and guys, remember, keep those comments flowing in and we'll do our best to highlight them. We'd love to take your questions, but here's our first one. This is going to be for both of us montage. End of last year, I felt confident coming into this year, but this year, not as much. Are you confident that we can actually contend for a Super Bowl? That's coming from Cheryl DeShong from the Bills Mafia, Florida chapter. Montage, I'll let you take this one first. Yes. I am confident. Do you want to know why? I'm sorry. The question just says, are you confident? So I just answered it. I would but love yes. to know why. I mean, you so know, the hey, reason I'm confident. like hanging my thread here. <laughs> the reason I'm confident is because we have number 17 playing quarterback. We are getting Von Miller back. We're getting Trey White back. Uh, hopefully healthier we're getting micah hyde back i hope we re-sign tremaine edmonds and then go out there sign his brother to play safety let's go this would be huge have two edmonds up the middle i'll take that all day long but the reason why i'm confident is uh because these guys are smart and i know they've broken our hearts they've uh you know fell short now three years in a row we had the 13 seconds debacle which absolutely killed us but you know what it's our it's our time to figure this thing out. We're gonna have uh, inrush of youth. I think we're gonna have some talent come in, and I really think this is the year for these coaches and this regime as a whole to kind of pull everything together and kind of show us what they're made of. And then the players themselves also have to do that, right? So you know we got bit by the by the injury bug quite a bit this year, and I think that you know that's that's one year it's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna be a yearly thing. Um, you know. I don't think it was necessarily a fluke, but I mean, we played a lot of tough games and guys had a lot of different injuries. I think that, you know, some of the nicks and things are going to happen, but for the, for the most part, I think we're going to see a little bit of a healthier team in 2023, 2024 season. And that should help us uh, contend. Now I definitely like the thing that you said about, because the fact that we have 17 as quarterback, you know, I go, whenever I go out anywhere, restaurant, um, if I'm out to have a couple of drinks or whatever, and anybody ever wants to talk bills, believe me, I will, whatever I'm doing, I'm usually going to put to the side. I'll go talk bills for a minute, right? Unless it's a matter of life and death, I'll go talk bills. And people, you know, tend to say that they still feel that level of confidence just because the fact that Josh Allen still is the quarterback. I know that there were times maybe people really questioned him last year, and I just don't understand how you can. We all know he was hurt. We all saw the way that he was constantly under pressure. And let's not act like, a switch in offensive coordinators is not a difference. And it's not, it's also you people fail to remember that Brian Dable to Josh Allen was more of a 
a family, like an uncle like figure to him in a sense, because, you know, he was there for him during his grandmother and same thing for Brian Dable. Right. Mm-hmm. And Josh, it's just the relationship that kind of existed there, I think had a lot to do with that level of trust. And Ken Dorsey's coming in. He's fierce. He's, he's got a lot to prove. They just need more time to gel together. And I think that that's going to come more to light this year. I think Montage also, you know, nailed it on the head too. We, we're going to have a healthier team next year. I, I understand people are a little afraid with Vaughn Miller's injury, and you have every right to be. It's an ACL injury. He's in his 30s, and he's he has mileage. Let's not act like he doesn't have mileage. But he's a warrior, and he's a dedicated warrior. And no matter what, I think Vaughn Miller it, it knows he's got to get on this field, and he's got to help this team win a Super Bowl. Then Tredavious White being back this year is an actual healthy Trey White, a mentally healthy Trey White. He's seen playing time now. And coming off of an injury like that, guys, it's just – and this is something else that somebody just said to me. Even when they go to play basketball, they can't plant to do a crossover the same way that they used to, right? Because it's just you're thinking about it so damn much. You don't want to you want to re-injure it. You don't want to also be less athletic than you were. It's just so much going on up here and in here that it's a lot to hone in. So if we can get this team mentally healthy and physically healthy, then yes, we are definitely Super Bowl contenders. We yeah. are for the next so many years because – that's what this team is built to do. And there's a lot that goes into this, guys. But we've got plenty more questions ahead. We've got yeah. my, uh, plenty of comments coming in right now, Montage. What do we got? Yeah, Roy is coming in with a good point. He can't do it by himself. And that's what really – it looked like the plan was this year, this past season, was let's let Josh be Josh, and he'll win the game more often than not. And they did. I mean, honestly, if you look at it, like they didn't have um, s- superior offensive line play they didn't have superior talent on the outside other than Stefan Diggs um, they had a hobbled Gabe Davis who still almost had a thousand yards receiving people yeah. don't and give him credit for it it's like dude had almost somebody last night just told me the same thing that he he still fully believes in Gabe Davis and I 100% do too yeah I mean I'm a little bit more partial to Gabe I'm biased because I met the guy I I like the guy I think he's a good kid I think he's actually he you know got a good head on his shoulders play. And and I just think he's one of those players where he might not check all the boxes for you for speed, athleticism, all this stuff, but he just knows how to get open. And he did drop balls. I get it. Um, but he's working on that. I mean, he's showed last offseason. It was very surprising that he dropped balls this year because his big thing was he was making that catch more often than not, especially those toe taps on the sideline. He's very good at that. And this year he couldn't come up in the in the big moments that we needed him to. Now, having said that, he still nearly had a thousand yards receiving and he wasn't fully healthy. So let's consider that. I'm, I know it's not all sunshine, sunshine and rainbows in Buffalo. Um, there are concerns and this is a time we're going to go through those kind of concerns. But it's also not uh, down in the dumps either. We've got a great core of players. We've got a great group here um, from the top down. And I think that. Uh, you know, this next comment is what one I wanted to highlight real quick before we move on is that Hayes is saying he's a huge fan, but we're two draft picks away from being great. Totally agree, man. And I would say three or four even. We need to get some young talent in here. We need guys in the third, fourth, fifth rounds to hit. You know, I'm really, really pissed about that Terrell Bernard pick last year. It just it's driving me nuts because it's like third round. Look who the guys were there who got drafted after Terrell Bernard. And we're sitting here holding the bag in our hand for, for this guy who can't even play special teams. It doesn't appear, you know, the guy was inactive for most of the end of the year. So it's one of those things. I just, I feel very 
um, strongly about this, that this is going to be the draft haze that we're actually going to, we're going to kind of come out and, and build and try to keep this thing going. Because unlike John here, I think the whole organization can turn over while they're winning. Okay. And that's where the draft picks come in. Because if you hit on some of these draft picks and you continue to develop these guys, then you can let go of some of the aging players that, with a huge price tag and you get some younger players in with some talent and, and keep building and keep going. I mean, Josh isn't getting any younger, I understand, but he's not that old to begin with. So we have a great, um, a great window here, I believe. And you said, I think, and I wanted to ask you this, um, you said before you were talking about two to five year window. So um, do you well, we'll, think we'll, after we'll, we'll get we're going to get to that? Because, I mean, that okay. there's 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 some questions of how long people actually think that we have in this super window. And, and it kind of ties into what you're just about yeah. to ask me. Yeah. But that's a great one, because, I'm, you know, if you guys want to get your questions out like Mafia Montage right now, you got to get those I can't even get my question right now. Super chat, guys. Come on. We love that, baby. Montage. I love it, man. My, hey. That's what we want right there, right? Hey, we want you guys to hit that like and share if you haven't already done so. And if you're watching on Twitter, retweet and come on over to the YouTube channel so you can actually comment because, you know, for some reason you can't comment on Twitter. I don't know what it is. Blame Elon Musk. I don't know. I don't care. So, guys, here we are live in the sit-down on the Built to Buffalo Networks Facebook, YouTube, and, and Twitter. This is presented by Duff's Famous Wings. And Montage, our next question here is coming from Tara B. Out of – some people don't want me to say their last name, I guess – out of NC – and this is uh this I think she directed it to me, but we're gonna both take this one. What is the blue a blueprint to a Super Bowl window? And I'm gonna take this one first. I think the blueprint to a Super Bowl window, if you want the easiest form of it, is this: you need to have a quarterback who is uh, playing at an elite level with a rookie contract. Then you need to have typically more players on than not on rookie contracts. If you want a exact blueprint of what I'm talking about is the 2014 Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson is on a rookie contract. Earl Thomas was on a rookie contract. Uh, Richard Sherman's on a rookie contract. But I believe Doug Baldwin, all those guys. And they had Marshawn Lynch, an elite playmaker at running back. And sure, he's yeah. getting paid, but that's what I'm talking about. They had all that free money, and they did so how montage? By drafting. And, and by assigning the right guys for the right value. And that's something that Brandon Bean does do. And that's what I like about our, our management because I do see a lot of what needs to be done in order to contend for a Super Bowl being done in Orchard Park. So that's the simple way to put it, right? But yeah, there's obviously much more to it. it. And I'm going to let Montage take it from here. Montage, what do you think? Yeah, a little bit um, I agree with and a little bit I, I saw it's the same principle, but I just think it's a little bit different for me is you got to have the quarterback, right? And whether he's on a rookie deal or not, I mean – they just said. I think it just makes they just, it more simplified. It too, makes you know? it easier because of the financials, right? But I mean, Kansas City just won a championship, and they have very true homes under contract, right? So um, I totally understand. I think the impact players on your team, you have to have at least a few of them on rookie deals. You have to have a few guys who are younger, cheaper options that are highly productive. And but but let me point this out. How did the Chiefs end up doing so? Because they lost Tyreek Hill, who goes to get paid by Miami a ton of money, right? Which is why it makes it tough for a team like Miami when they got to pay to a salary, right? Because mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to keep everybody. That's kind of what I'm talking about when that window, it shrinks fast. Right. So having him on that rookie deal gives you maybe a perhaps a bigger window, I should have said. But I definitely agree with you. You could still have a quarterback. 
I mean, we just saw it with Pat Mahomes, and that's why you want to sign quarterbacks to long-term extensions, exactly. especially when money only goes up every year, and so do salaries, and so do um, the you know the more pay, uh, players get paid. You know, the highest-paid player goes up every single year. So I like exactly. that one actually. Um, yeah, you gotta have, you gotta to have that? the quarterback. I think that's the start of any blueprint when you're gonna talk about a Super Bowl window. Um, if you don't have a quarterback, it's just not gonna happen, right? This is a quarterback-driven league, offensive-driven league. So you gotta have a quarterback, and you gotta have at least the, one of the one of the like top five guys, you know. So like you look at Kansas City, they have Kelsey, who's one of the if not the best tight end ever, with Patrick Mahomes, and then they fill in around that. And they went out and revamped the offensive line and they got some protection from home. So you look at what they did. That's what we're that's the position we're in. We're a year or two behind kind of the way um, Kansas City's doing it. And so we've got to follow that. And that's what we kind of, you know, built in Buffalo, put out a post is that you do have to kind of copy. It's a copycat league kind of got to see what the other people are doing that are winning and kind of copy that. And what we're going to have to do and copy from Kansas City right now. Um. <laughs> um, guys don't like that I say Travis Kelsey's the best tight end. My wife doesn't I've even like that. it because I've she's a big <laughs> and I know I'm Buffalo. Uh Gronk's a local kid too, so it's definitely understood. But um, just my opinion, and it's my show, so I'm gonna voice my opinion, John. Woo! I love you, brother. <laughs> so uh hey, John, it's every right for you to comment that and tell Montage he's wrong. Absolutely, because I tell agree me. with John. I don't agree with you yet, Montage. That's fair. So anyway, I mean you have to you have to have that uh, offensive stud that can kind of take over those games, right? And uh, and if you don't have the the elite QB with, you know, one or two pieces around him that he can trust, and it's like, all right, when we need this, we're going to get it because of this guy, then it's, it's tough to win, man. You got to have either a really good team around you that you can distribute to, or you got to have that one and two guys that um, are just – going to be there and nobody can stop them. And so, you know, Kansas city had that uh, this year and the Eagles for the most part did, did have that. And that's why they met in the super bowl. And now we've got to go out and kind of find that balance on our, on our team. There's something else that I failed to highlight. And it's, I guess maybe because I don't like ever giving this organization any credit, but the new England Patriots were able to contend for Super Bowl after Super Bowl because of uh, one incredibly unselfish thing from the greatest player of all time. And I, I fucking hate the guy, Tom Brady. He never was the highest paid player in football. Yeah. And we're talking about the greatest football player ever to play the game of football. And like, and he was never the highest paid player constantly yeah. took pay cuts. And, and that's even in Tampa Bay taking pay cuts because that's what it takes sometimes, you know, from the financial standpoint. And the Patriots also, whenever they had guys that came up for max contracts, like um, when I think of Jamie Collins, Bill uh, Bill Belichick cuts them, and they go somewhere else, and then they end up coming back for a cheaper deal, and they only, yeah. only end up playing well for them, right, because yeah. they are in a system. So you have to have a great system, too, and you have to have the quarterback that can run that system. So we have that. I definitely agree that we have that. So let's, let's, uh, let's move on. Of course, I see that we got some more comments coming in, but we definitely have – uh, plenty of fan questions to get to. If you haven't already done so, guys, hit that like and share. You're live here in the sit-down myself, the Sauce God, on Twitter, Buffalo Sauce God, here with the Mafia Montage at Mafia Montage. So this one is for you, buddy. Montage, what are the Bills going to uh, – who are the Bills not going to have back next year and why? That's coming from Sammy Sports Cards, my buddy Sam, uh, out in Colorado. Yeah, I think the, uh, the biggest name is going to be Jordan Poyer. I just – it's tough for me because they had um, – 
a chance to to re-sign him to an extension and it's like they didn't and they got his agent came in for training camp and they just couldn't get it done so it's like i just don't think they're going to resign poyer i think it's a sad truth i want them to i i would love to have the guy on the team but i just think that overall um you're not going to have a guy like jordan poyer back um some other guys i think that um you know are kind of free agents that we're not going to see um you know i'm i'm very hopeful they're going to get a, a terrell edmonds uh contract done i think we're going to re-sign him um it's going to be interesting at running back what we see because you have naheem hines but he's kind of a higher salary so if he wants to restructure i could see him coming back and if he doesn't i could see them uh potentially trying to move from him um we got some guys that may be sort of like trade candidates and you know then there's guys like isaiah mckenzie i see out in the uh, comments here from hayes you know he doesn't think isaiah is going to be back i'm not sure that you have those guys that either could be just cut straight up or could be traded as well um you've got guys that you got to re-sign maybe that were good um depth pieces and really productive like shaq lawson right so i expect kind of hope they bring back a guy like shaq lawson and then the big ticket that we have as far as any sort of uh, trade chip, I'd say, is maybe Ed Oliver. So I think that, um, you know, you got a, a guys becoming free agents and we're not going to be able to re-sign a ton of them. I'm not sure how much money they're going to be asking for, but it's just a matter of we got to restructure some things and see and see if we even want to have those guys back because there's some other guys that are getting cut and we don't even know all the guys that will be free agents yet. We haven't had all the cuts come through. So, um you're still going to have guys being cut over the next few weeks here, and you're going to see um, some more uh, free agents become available. And then it's going to be a little bit easier to understand, you know, where there might be value in the free agent market and what holes we could fill through that. And that's the MO of this regime. I think um, yeah, someone's uh, Royce here with Butker. Yep, I agree. I think uh, Butker would be a great um, guy to resign and have a, you know, I think have a cheaper option in depth. And I don't even mind necessarily if they try to go in and see into training camp, you know, what Butker might have to push for a starting job. Um, I hope we can do better than that, but I mean, that's just maybe where we're at. So we might have to have some of these guys and what, that's kind of the thing that um, that's such an unknown is you got to have these guys that are going to step up and be able to play at a high level. So um, you know, I think they said there's not going to be any really big signings of free agents. So I think the big guys that we have on our roster right now that maybe you expect to be back because they're under contract, but not would be a guy like Ed Oliver. Um, you know, maybe Isaiah gets cut, Isaiah McKenzie. And then you got to look at um, who they're going to resign as far as Poyer and Edmonds. And I, th I just really think that Poyer at this point, um, he wants to be back here and I, we want him here, but I just don't think, you know, what's best for him and his, in the business side of it doesn't necessarily jive with, you know, how the, the Bill's family um, kind of aspect of it. So I think, you know, you have to look at the business side of it now. And unfortunately that's more towards Poyer leaving. So. Excellent montage. We got anybody in the comments right now that you want to highlight or anything like that. Yep. John's coming in saying he likes Ed. Uh, Shaq Lawson and Basham Jr. 
I like, yeah, I like to see yeah. a little bit more out of Basham. I think that your spot, I love, I love at Oliver. I just think that that's the, I just the don't think we're going to be able to afford it. Yeah. And that's kind of the bargaining chip we have. I, I think that's the the one thing is like, if it's, I'm not saying they're going to trade at Oliver. I'm just saying if they need a guy, you know, going into the last year of his deal, who can, who can, you know, spark interest for other teams and we can kind of get the most assets back for, I think Ed Oliver is that candidate. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think they should or that they're going to trade him. I'm just saying it's an option. You know, if this regime feels like they need more assets and, and more draft picks or whatnot, you know, he's the guy that kind of has that enough value to, to garner that in a deal. So. Excellent. I appreciate that very much, guys. And if you're just now tuning in, you're live here on the sit down and get those comments in as much as you can, because I'll tell you what, Maraj and I are getting after it. We're vibing. We're talking bills. And this right here is a conversation, a conversation I think that needed to be had montage because it is a win. It's something that I've started to reexamine because like you were just about to ask me earlier, this is a question here. It is what is a Super Bowl window in the bills? Do the bills still have one? And that was coming from Steve B from Wellsville. And my simple yet answer is yes. And the bills do still have one. It's it's I used to think it was maybe two to five years, but now I have question marks, right? We are gonna have the potential departing of Jordan Poyer at Oliver and our offensive line is crap. We have question marks a receiver now. We just have more gaps to fill. And as much as I right now, I, I still have all the confidence in the world in the Buffalo Bills. And I still have all the confidence in the world that they're going to have a Super Bowl window for years to come because of the quarterback that plays there and for the way that they're built and the way that they're coached and everything else that comes into it. But I maybe I thought maybe it was about a five-year window coming into this year. And I think right now I'm looking at it as a, as a more of a two or three, uh, more of a three-season window. And that's because they need to draft well. If they draft well enough, and if they pick up the right guys in free agency and they sign well, that's going to potentially change for me again. And it could go to something like four to six years. It, it That's why the NFL is so tricky because year after year, you might have yourself a five-year outlook. But then things change. Players become unhappy or they start to not play well. And that's something that we saw, not in the unhappy department, but we saw players not play as well as they were supposed to. Our offensive line underperformed so much this year. Guys like Tremaine Edmonds overperformed this year. And Ed Oliver overperformed in ways for me this year to where they're going to get paid. And that's why it's so damn Jordan tough. Jordan Poyer as well. And Jordan Poyer deserves it too. And I, I love Jordan Poyer. And if they re-sign him, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with whoever they choose to re-sign. It's just I have confidence in him. I wish we could keep them all, but it is not going to yeah. work that way. And – that's why this year was so big, right? Because we had all these guys. Like, we had all the pieces right there, and now this is why it gets more tougher. So, Montage, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I think the Bills still have one, and I think, like I say, as long as Josh Allen is quarterback, we're going to be at least, for me, it's like at least we're in contention. I'm not saying um, it's going to be winning the division every year, but it's like, hey, you know, you've got one of the greats in the game right now and and you've got to, you know, surround him with the right pieces in order to be successful. But, you know, I think we're going to be, you know, a perennial playoff team uh, for the next five, 10, 12 years. Um, and I, it's more because I do believe in these guys to be able to draft well. And I think, yeah, I like this comment too. 
Uh, I think that, you know, having the right guys around Allen and we just haven't found that recipe yet. So like Roy says, I'm, we're going to lose some guys. Hopefully we can bring in other guys that have a chip on their shoulder, maybe 25, 26 year old guys from free agency that are in uh, the lower end market. I mean, I was looking at just a couple of guys here and we'll get into some more names later on, but there's guys to be had. Um, a guy like Risner from Denver, I think is an interior uh, offensive lineman. And he doesn't blow the, the, blow up anybody's mind for that signing but i think that he's definitely going to be a guy that could be a solid piece and if he developed or or took another step with buffalo maybe because of the scheme fit or something of that nature you know you can find some of these guys who are still young enough bring them in on a one-year deal to start and then maybe re-sign to a two three four-year deal and you you've got another piece uh there that you've gotten just from free agency not even um, drafting well. So you have some guys that are free agents this year that are in the, the 24 to 27 range that you really have to, to look at. And, uh, I think Risner's 20 going to be 28 this year. So, you, you know, 25 to 28, let's say 29 at the top end, but you know, you're going to need a mix of veterans and things like that. So. I like that. So that's uh, plenty of great questions already so far. And I like what I'm seeing in the comments and, we got plenty more ahead as well. Montage, I believe you even have some questions for me potentially after this next one because this is our last one that was submitted. Um, we've got a question for me, question for Sauce. What do you hope to achieve in this next draft? Go Bills. That's from Phil Doe. I think he's actually probably watching right now. Um, he's from Buffalo. And, you know, I really think that I just want to – I want to fill in these gaps with guys that are going to be playing and – I don't know. I, I, I just need, we, we're going to need some steals in this draft. And for me, I thought that we got some in 2020 with Gabe Davis and I, honestly, Isaiah Hodgins. And for me, I'm watching Isaiah Hodgins over there in New Jersey. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of ironic to me, right? Because I really think that we drafted pretty solid, but sometimes we don't draft well. AJ Epinesa is a second round pick. I don't know. So we need to do well in the, the early rounds. And I also think that maybe moving up in the draft for a higher pick in the first round or just, you know, just trying to grab something to just grab and bolster up because you don't want to plug holes like it's a sinking ship. No, you want to you want to build the ship up. You know what I mean? You want to add you want to add armor onto the ship. Right. Because you plug in holes. There's just going to be those holes getting punctured alongside of it. So if you build more armor, you're going to build yourself like a tank to the point where you can't be beaten. And that's what we're seeing from teams like Kansas City. So the Buffalo Bills have just got to really do their best to add as much capital on the playing field this season in the draft because I really think that free agency comes around. We're not going to have as much to spend as we're going to hope for, and that's what's going to make everything tougher. Um, I think ultimately I'd like to see an offensive lineman picked up early. I'd like to see, I don't know, maybe defensive back, but I'm, I'm really looking at, safeties obviously and i'm looking at receiver too but i don't think that we have to go as high for receivers some people in the bills mafia think i think that okay. we are really we've got khalil shakir and at, at the moment we have gabe davis and stefan yeah. Diggs, and Makes we sense. could potentially bring back cole beasley we could potentially see you know there's there's a lot of options that we have there i, just, I don't think that we have to really necessarily reach for a receiver 
receiver. And hey, we got a guy like Gabe Davis in the fourth round. Isaiah Hodges, I believe, was a sixth round pick. So I think that's really what I hope to achieve the most. And that's a great question, Phil. I appreciate that very much. Montage, what do you got for us, man? Yeah, I just wanted to comment also on the achievement of the draft. I think that, um, and Phil's here in the comments, so thanks, Phil, for joining us. I think uh, approaching like you like you suggested isn't isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. If and that's kind of what I talked about earlier. If we can get a young slew of guys on the offensive line or on the, you know, I hate to say it, but even another defensive lineman, whether it be edge or tackle, maybe tackle would be better um, suited this year since we've just end after end after end in drafts, you know, and I think, you know, Sean came in here and said Epinesa, Ford, Basham, Bernard. I'm not ready to write off any kind of uh, thing on Basham yet. I'm not sure what um, Sean's seeing there, but that's fine. I mean, Epinesa hasn't been anything close to what we would want him to be, and I agree with that. And then uh, Terrell Bernard is just like, guy can't get on the field. So it's like, man, blows your mind with that pick. And I don't think we're ever going to be in a position where we can – you know, make up for that Bernard pick. I just think that maybe he, I don't know what their plan is for him. So that's kind of the head scratcher there. And I don't really have a good beat on um, until training camp comes around what their plan is for that. So, you know, I like that um, uh, question about the draft and, and kind of goes along with what, what I wanted to talk to you about a little bit and get your feel on is like, do you have a couple guys here in free agency? Because the, the MO, of this regime for me what i think they typically do is that they fill the holes they have typically through free agency now that's going to be really difficult this year because they don't have a lot of money so they're going to have to find value guys so i'm not sure how far into the offseason stuff you are yet but i mean do you have a couple names or do you have a couple guys you're thinking about um that you might want to see in a Bills uniform that haven't played here, uh, you know, not weren't weren't on the team last year. Hold on. Well, so Montage, let me see if I could pull up a list of the the upcoming free agents because I mean, I kind of want to actually give you an in depth. If you really want me to give you an in depth answer, and it's about time I kind of start diving into the free agents a little bit because it's just tough when the when the season ends. I really can't think about yeah. football all that much. Actually, but the XFL has kind of helped me. The XFL has been really kind of entertaining. Yeah. And, and I'll be kind honest, I'm back. liking what they're doing over there. While um, you're looking that up, I just want to give these so, guys you know, out there, the audience, a little bit of a name, a couple ahead. names here that I want to um, look at for uh, running backs. Okay, so I'm going to um, just real quick, I want to let you guys know, you know, the kind of guys that we can bring in here. Um, and then these – contracts are values based upon uh spot track so what they say so for devin singletary to come back looking at five and a half million average annual value i think that's too much i think it's too much to spend on a running back the the most interesting thing and i i just i like connecting these two because it's fun for me i did it on my fantasy team this year is is um dalvin cook's backup alexander madison from minnesota Average annual salary, according to spot track, would be around two and a, 2.2 million. Call it two and a half even. Okay. You get a guy who, you know, just played with Delvin Cook now can go spell uh, James Cook. I think it would be, just be pretty cool to have that sort of relationship um, in, in the, on the roster and in the locker room. I think that would be kind of neat. Um, some other guys are 
you have uh, Benny Snell coming from Pittsburgh. He's 25. Yeah, I've He's... got, I've got, I've got a few guys that I'm looking at. I, I... yep. Last time uh, I looked James at this Robinson team, even was coming from the Jets. They didn't play him at all. He's 24 and a half. Basically, should be fresh. He just got off a year of of basically not a ton. He's at almost four million. So he's approaching the top end of what I'd want to spend on another running back. And then a guy that I think I don't know if a lot of people are are um, into him much, but Travis Homer, who played at in Seattle, also would be a guy kind of these lower tier, you know two and a half to three and a half million dollar guys, $4 million guys that um, could come in, play with James Cook and and be kind of, uh, you know, a good two-headed monster for the Bills because so, they're not going to run the ball typically like with a, with a run horse back anyway. Unless some drastic things happen in the, on the Bills roster, there's no way that we're going to get a guy like Orlando Brown Jr. That guy's going to get probably over a hundred million to play left tackle somewhere else. Um, I do wonder a little bit about Taylor Lewin. I mean, you're more of an offensive line guy than me, so he just got cut by Tennessee. Now, is that a guy that you would potentially look at? I just want to know real quick. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to have Taylor Lewin. I said that in the built-in Buffalo chat, and uh, okay. people think he's kind of a douche. I think he had some stuff that he I really was doing kind of off the field. I really don't care. my guy. That's yeah, no, I don't care if you're a douchebag. Sure. Don't kill anybody. I or think do he's more of a or hurtful. But yeah. I think he's more of a um, left tackle though, so it would be hard to fit yep. him. Um, in because yeah, I'm not gonna move past Dawkins. I love Dawkins. I want here. Dawkins to play his original so. position though of guard. I, I want I want our offensive line to actually be built the way that it's supposed to be. And as much as I love Deion Dawkins, he should be playing his traditional position of guard. I mean, they slid him to left tackle because he was their best offensive lineman. And that's credit to Deion Dawkins. And he's done as good of a job as he can. But we also saw he is liable to uh, to to making mistakes at times too. And that's because it's just, again, I think you need a true left tackle. So I'm looking at the tackle position, especially in the draft too, but mm -hmm. I wonder what a guy like Marcus Peters is going to cost on the open market. I mean, he's had injury history. He hasn't really stayed with teams forever, but I, I think that he could still play. So I wonder about a guy like him. Um, uh, a guy like Deion Jones out of Cleveland, I'm not entirely sure he could get paid. I look at hmm, – I, t I tell you what, man, there are really some just – there are very intriguing players on this market because it, it really opens up why there were so many guys on one-year deals. I mean, even yeah. Robert Quinn being with the Philadelphia Eagles too. Like, I wonder what that guy's going to get too. He's older. He's had a lot of injuries too. And he is – I'm pretty sure he played uh, a solid amount of time for Philly this past season. So that's an intriguing one too. But I, I here's what I'm wondering is, is if you want to ask me about free agency for another team, where is Derek Carr going to end up? Somebody just asked me this last night too. Where is yeah. Derek Carr going to end up? Um, yeah, talk about it. Even if it isn't for Buffalo, tell me like what do you think about free agents? Huh? Even if it's not for the Bills, but yeah, I'd love to hear just any free agents. Like, what are the names you're watching this season? So Derek Carr, you're kind of looking at him. Where, where do well, you yeah, think? Just he because he played forever in Vegas, and and I've been yeah. I've been like a an advocate for Derek Carr because I always liked the way that he showed leadership from his rookie season onward. I mean, his rookie season, why do I know anything about Derek Carr? Because his rookie season happened to be in 2014 when Kyle Orton was our starting quarterback and we were about to potentially make the playoffs if we win our last three games of the year. And who do we got to play? Peyton Manning with the Broncos in primetime. Uh, Aaron Rodgers when he's in primetime. And then we got to play the one and whatever uh, Raiders at that point. 
And mm-hmm. Derek Carr was the one game that we couldn't, we didn't beat. And actually, because I showed, I saw a lot of leadership out of him. And for a team that didn't have much, you can't coach leadership. And I also have always really appreciated the way that he's handled situations with the entire team and everything that happened with John Gruden and Henry Ruggs. And as much as, yeah, Henry Ruggs truly made a piece of shit decision. I do like the way that Derek Carr approached him because he said, you know, at the same time, you need to be loved as a human being because we make these people make fucking awful mistakes, no matter who you are. And they happen. And we don't always know what goes into it. So it's not on us to judge. Sometimes we need, just need to show love and, and be there for some people. That doesn't mean kiss their ass all the time. But I, that's what I like about Derek Carr is that he's a leader and he's a good teammate. So I don't know if he can play that much. Like, yeah, play to an elite level athleticism-wise if he can make certain throws. I, may, I, I just don't know if maybe Vegas was the right situation for him neither. But then again, they just got Devontae Adams. And that was his guy at Fresno State, right? So, like, I mean, he's one of the best receivers in football, and it really didn't look like Derek Carr had a better year by any means than he's ever had. I mean, I think he had his best year when Amari Cooper was uh, basically a rookie. So I wonder about a guy like him for that reason. I also wonder where Nelson Aguilar is going to end up because he did make some plays for New England at times this year when he's on the field. I was looking at that earlier, too. You know, with that speed, you know, if we got rid of – if we did end up moving on from – Who's Jadavian Clowney going to scam in free agency is what I want to know, too. Who's he going to scam, right? Because that guy goes and gets paid constantly. And, like, it's like – it's what was his name? Sam Bradford playing backup quarterback, basically, and getting paid, like, 20 mil a year. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I'd like to see um, what happens to Nelson Jason Aguilar Kelsey. just because does, he's got my Philadelphia name. Philadelphia get to re-sign him? He's he's a free agent. I feel like he's a Philly or retirement kind of guy. Well, I yeah, think but was, that just makes Philly's situation tougher. Yeah. I think he was kind of considering. You got um, uh former Syracuse University player in Justin Pugh with, uh, according to Spot Track, something like a $5.5 million average annual value t- uh, associated with him would be great veteran depth to have come in as an interior offensive lineman. And then also, um, you know, I said, I did say Risner earlier and I was thinking of uh, Trey Turner who has a number of 2.6 average annual value. I'm not saying Turner is anything good, but I think he can be a guy who is a veteran presence Ooh. and could back us back up some guys and maybe I got, help. I got another one. Just, it just dawned on me. Uh, I think there's a potential that Case Keenum is not back here next year, and uh, mm-hmm. that Mitch Trubisky is, if the money obviously is correct. I think really? that's okay. a, a very big potential option. Just so everybody knows that I'm clear about, it. I think that Mitch Trubisky is a backup quarterback in Buffalo. Definitely had a lot more spark, I feel like, than Case Keenum did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, we're, really, we were, we're really clapping for Trubs in the stands. Yeah, hey, Let's go, Trubs. Let's <laughs> call him Trubs. So, Montage, I like that question. You got anything else for me, brother? Um, no, I think I, my biggest thing was just try to uh, get into um, off-season mode, kind of see yep. where you're at with a couple of the stories and, and really um, just kind of go through the list a little bit because you got, you know um, – I guess with the other thing, I'm sorry, the other thing I wanted to say too and ask is so a lot of people think, and I wonder if you do, is it Tremaine Edmonds or Jordan Poyer, or is there any chance they both could potentially re-sign and be back with the team next year? What are your thoughts on that? It depends on what those players, honestly, how willing are they to put aside what wealth is by a lot of players' standards, 
or do they want to go and win? And do they feel like this is the place that they want to be? Mm-hmm. You know, money is not everything. It is not everything. And that is a hundred percent, but, but it is also, you still want to be paid your worth because you don't want to be taken advantage of as a human being yeah. in this league, because it is a, look what happened with DeMar Hamlin. That's all I'm saying, right? You, your life and your livelihood is put on the line. And I know that people think it's a sport. It's a game. Yes, but it is a deadly sport. I've played it. It is something that, you know, it can, it can make your, you now have uh, the opportunity to retire and enjoy all that wealth, right? Because you die early or you have so many problems and health related issues later on in life, right? So that's why I think that they obviously have to make that stance so that you know, you're not going to walk in there saying, I love this team so damn much because then they're going to say they're going to lowball you, right? You have to still mm-hmm. kind of come in from a negotiating standpoint wanting to make some money, right? But I really Everybody. think there is a, a, a potential that they could both sign both of them. There is still yeah. potential. The sit-down is international, baby. Eduardo Gloria coming in. Uh, hello, saludados. He's from hey, Monterrey, Nueva León, Mexico. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, actually, we are very international. Well, we have a fan from Portugal, too, that I've actually spoken to. He's one of the most, like, Buffalo people ever. Like, it's crazy. The guy did everything. The Literally the, did the Buffalo trip, right, when he came here from Portugal. Uh, it's Portugal, yeah. Really cool guy. And so, wish list, trade at Oliver, sign O-line, draft O-line, draft John Michael Schmitz. John Jacob like Jingleheimer Schmidt. I like it. And him. the Bills are electric 24-7, and they are taking phone calls, apparently, on that account, baby. I love that, baby. So, hey, montage, let's get uh, let's move on to our usual segment here. Bada bing, bada boom, the good things that we've seen from the world of sports this week. Montage, give me something, baby. Love seeing Tiger Woods playing golf, man. And mm. you saw J17 getting to uh getting to hang out with them and I love that Jay like that, 17 so. looked like a shy little boy when he met Tiger Woods like <laughs> hey you doing good okay yeah all right man I'll be yeah. the same way so oh, I think yeah, that's 100%. a great one you think yeah, the Tiger, Tiger Woods, Woods really has a shot montage at taking down the Masters tournament yeah I mean I'm not gonna if I'm gonna bet golf I'm, I'm never not betting Tiger Woods I'm just saying it right now I'm mm. I, or DJ I like I like me some Dustin Johnson bets as well uh, and speaking of, too, guys, if you are interested in getting involved, we have that promo code for Underdog Fantasy, which is BIB, which is code for Built in Buffalo. And that'll get you a 100% deposit match anywhere from $10 to $100. So if you use our promo code, you could sign up as long as you're 18 and older and in an eligible state where you can play. It is not sports betting, so you're actually probably eligible in, I think, uh, 40-something states, right? So come on down and use that code so you can get in on the action and maybe bet on things like the Masters and Tiger Woods to have a long shot, baby. Yeah. Let's get after it. So, Looks like he's uh, going to be in the area, Joe says, so that's awesome. And, uh, you know, guys, just on in the, on the BIB promo code, uh, end of February, the promo code ends. So uh, get in there, go sign up, use promo code BIB, and uh you know get your your deposit match until the end of february and then uh you know that deal uh runs out it's end of the season we've got a new league year coming up and um so gonna move on from that from the underdog front so bib all the way up until february 28th get in there get in on the action one of the coolest daily fantasy apps you'll ever be on um it has a pick em feature which gives you the higher and lowers 
for um, all games. You can any sport. Um, yeah, NBA, you can be. Hey, anyway. baseball actually just got underway today too. So that's yeah. actually what I was going to get into. You can mix them up. Hockey, basketball, baseball, um, you know, need five different uh, picks to enter and, uh, you know, go from there. So uh, try your luck there. It's a good uh, daily fantasy thing. Um, got another under the radar targets here. Morgan Fox, Will Hernandez, and Ryan Neal. Yeah, um, I don't know much about Morgan Fox, so I can't speak too much about him. But, uh, you know, I think that that's, uh, you know, bringing in a guy on the defensive line is going to be necessary. Will Hernandez could be a guy, um, maybe play right tackle, I think, um, see how he he handles. Um, and then Ryan Neal, uh, I think, you know, could be a potential as well. That's a good name. I, I would I would like to see, um, you know, if we're going to get a safety, I would kind of I wouldn't mind drafting first round safety. Um, I hate to go defense because we really need offensive line and we really need um, you know, maybe a, another weapon, but, but I really wouldn't mind if, um, if we did go and, and get the best safety in the class this year, I kids out of Alabama, I forget his name, but uh big stud I hear and, uh, wouldn't be the worst thing to get, you know, take a shot and fill a need in the draft, you know, from a big time, what could be a big time player, because we haven't seen really besides Trey white, any picks kind of come out. Uh, well, you know, Edmonds and Edmonds, Allen and white, those guys, uh, besides those three, we haven't really drafted somebody that's come out and and been like, oh wow, this guy's a stud. You know, we drafted uh, first round, second round uh, defensive linemen, different things, and none of them have come out and been like, yeah, this guy is the real deal. So, um, would love to to do that at any whatever position it's going to be. I would love to have you know kind of them go in the first round, get their guy for whatever position they want to fill, and absolutely hit a home run on it. Yeah, so for what I got for Bada Bing, Bada Boom this week is I actually really am liking what the Sabres' chances of making the playoffs look like right now. They are still behind in that wild card chase, but they are playing pretty well. They just beat the Lightning the other night, I believe, 6-5. to five. That team could score goals, man. I'll tell you, they can score goals, and they are electric, but they definitely need to contend for getting a real lockdown goalie, uh, maybe kind of like the Dominator back in them uh, – glory days that we had right so that's one of the things that i got that made me say better pain that's nice but also too that baseball is underway the yankees laboratory is hitting a home run today as well as hugely uh a highly hyped up prospect jason dominguez hits a home run today as well he went one for three in his uh debut today so that was pretty awesome so that's what made me also say about it this week now what is got you saying forget about it montage the ugly things that you've heard or seen in the world of sports yeah, just touched on your Yankees thing real quick. Is uh, like a good Glaber, Torres is there. I like, uh, I love that line from uh, the Yankees, the voice of the Yankees, uh, John Sterling. So um, forget about it. I think um, you know we're seeing uh, a lot of guys uh, get upset that the MLB is starting to enforce this uh, pitch clock and stuff like that. And it just makes me kind of be like, ah, you know, you're, you're signed up to play. Um, uh, one of the Padres guys there, Manny Machado, maybe it is. Uh, my buddy was telling me that he's saying he's never going to be ready. Uh, so he's always going to start every at-bat 0-1. I just think that makes me say forget about it. It's a poor attitude. Um, you know, you obviously got uh, you obviously got um, to play within the construct of the rules. Everybody else is doing it. And um, so I just, with those attitudes, I just say forget about it. 
I like that. Now, what made me say forget about it this week is actually going to go hand in hand with what you're talking about baseball is that everybody's talking about all oh, these bigger bases. Are you going to start stealing more bases just because it moved like a six inch total? Come on, guys. It's not going to change that that much. But also, too, I like that you mentioned that because the pitch clock, who the heck cares? Let them try new things because there are people that say it is long and drawn out. Not the people that watch baseball and really enjoy it because obviously if there are people that watch it and don't enjoy it, they're going to want to see ways that they might be able to enjoy it. So let the MLB try it. And, hey, at this point we want to minimize uh, human error. So I saw, I think it was Jason Dominguez even last season in minor leagues, uh, question a strike call that actually came across the plate. He looked backwards and like looked at the screen, and it did it live, like right then and there. And, oh, it was a ball. And they corrected the count right then and there. So I'm all for it, man, because we see – I'm not having Angel Hernandez ruin baseball for me, you know, for any more years to come. So I like what the MLB's kind of doing over there. So forget about it. Let them try some new things, guys. Now, Montage, do you have anybody that you want to do for your Maniac of the Week before we go ahead and do our getting saucy? Uh, no, I don't think we're going to rip on that this week. I don't really have anybody prepared. Because, well, how about this, uh, my friend? Instead this week, why don't you go ahead and join me and get a little fired up. I'm going to start us off. You join me and get a little fired up afterwards and give us something to head out with. And then I'll go ahead and get us concluded out here on the show. Because, guys, you are live here in the sit-down in the Built in Buffalo Network here. And if you haven't done so already, hit that like and share button. If you're on the YouTube channel, subscribe. If you're on Twitter, follow and retweet. And come on over to YouTube, baby, because we're live here on Saturday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, presented by Dove's Famous Wings and an underdog fantasy for the time being. But Montage, you know we got things in the works here at Built in Buffalo. Your best source for Buffalo Bills media, I'm sorry, Bills content and much more. You got yourself live shows, podcasts. This show right here will be available for audio podcasts uh, directly, I think, tomorrow. And it becomes, yeah, it becomes available tomorrow. So that's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, I believe. Excellent stuff, guys. Right here on the Built in Buffalo Network. So let's go ahead, Montage. Let's get out of this uh uh, questions guys i appreciate everybody for commenting and i appreciate everybody that submitted questions for this week submit more to us either via dm uh on twitter facebook it does not matter get your questions into us to be host uh to be highlighted for next week's show uh, get those in starting now and uh the best ones or as many as we can we will fit them in guys we appreciate every single one of them so let's go ahead montage let's get uh, to our next segment here which is what we like to call again saucy <laughs> Super Bowl window, Super Bowl window. I'm a window shopper, baby, because the Buffalo Bills have definitely got a damn Super Bowl window. And where's a Super Bowl window when you got Josh Allen? Because windows have walls, which means limits. Josh Allen doesn't have limits, ladies and gentlemen. That arm, we still don't know how far he could throw the damn rock. He could throw it out of the damn stadium. So as far as I know, he's going to win the next 15 Super Bowls montage. And that is what I fully believe, because you know why? A damn man is Superman. Josh Allen is the man, and we've got to always believe in that. And you know what? We call him Big Baller B for a reason, because he's got cojones. So this offseason, he's going to show the world exactly what it means to have cojones. Montage, that's me getting saucy. What do you got for us, my friend? Yeah, brother, I love that energy. I mean, I'm going to piggyback on that. You know, Josh Allen and Brandon Bean are going to give us the chance to win each and every year. Now we got to figure out what the deal is with McDermott. Can he hit? Can he win the big game? Can he not? I say he can. So I say let's go. We got McDermott. We got Bean. We got Allen. We're gonna have Tremaine Edmonds back. I fully believe that. And then don't mm. forget, nope, 
these two guys right here, 40 and 27 on the defense. We got guys, man. We got a filling around them. We got plenty of guys. There's a lot of restructures that can happen totally in. We got a Super Bowl window for years to come, baby. And it's going to start this season. It starts right now. It starts every single day. And you know that Sean McDermott has that mentality instilled in this team. And you guys have to believe that this team is going to come back with a full force of fire. And that is why we love this Buffalo Bills team. And that's why it's so damn great to beat Bills Mafia. So we love it. That's us getting saucy this week. Of course, presented by Duff's Famous Wings. Here on the Built in Buffalo Network, this is the sit-down live every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Follow us, like us, subscribe to us, and follow myself on Twitter if you haven't done so already at Buffalo Sauce God. And my guy here, my co-host, as always, Mafia Montage, at Mafia Montage. Get at us, guys. We love you very much. Montage, my friend. Great show, great stuff. God bless and go Bills. Go Bills, baby. All right, guys. We'll see you next Saturday night here, live in the sit-down.